Perfect Stranglers contains graphic and explicit content suitable for mature listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, you're listening to Perfect Stranglers. This is Kylie. And I'm Bree. And today is going to be a shorter ep- Oh my god. Nicole just took a bite of my cookie. <laughs> I baked cookies. <laughs> so much my cookie isn't that good. <laughs> it's delicious. I've seen your cookie before. <laughs> I know it's the color of a strawberry milkshake. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, okay, I really want to know this story though. Why have you seen her vagina? Well, actually, Nicole. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> everyone in me and Kylie's cosmetology class has seen me and Kylie's vaginas because we were the Brazilian models. So <laughs> you're just casually out here like, everybody want to watch my vagina today? I literally remember like volunteering and I'm laying on the table with my legs spread, just like, yeah, yeah go ahead and take a strip off. And like one by one, people would come in and just like <laughs> take a strip off. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> so they just like form a line and like rip your vagina apart? <laughs> I, some, some were fine, some were not. Um, we had one boy in our class, Tim. I don't know if Tim, does Tim listen to this? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, he fucking should, he Tim. Should. Tim. Um, but uh, I don't. I don't think Tim got to see that. But um, yeah. No, I think he pretty was much there. everyone just lined up. I'm pretty sure. Was he? I'm pretty sure. Well, I, it had no. It's... It had to be okay with us, though. I'm pretty sure that it is what it was. Mm. Yeah, and it's funny. My two best friends, Ashley and JoJo, who are also in the class with us, those are the only two that didn't. Good to see my cookie. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, poor, poor you guys. You didn't get to see it. <laughs> so last week, Brie talked about Slenderman. This week, we're going to talk about Slenderman lore and kind of the psychology behind it a little bit. Initially, we weren't going to do the psychology behind it. At least I wasn't. It was supposed to be just the lore, but it kind of goes hand in hand. So basically, like, every generation or century has its own form of, like, mythical monsters. Like, in the 1600s, it was fairies and witches. That's when the Salem Witch Trials was happening. Um, The first mention of the Loch Ness Monster was in the year 565. Wow. Like, Like, every chunk of time has its own monsters. And, like, back then, it was, like, word of mouth and, like, it sounds really weird, but it was. It was, like, word of mouth and people would write about it and stuff like that. The TV generation, so, like, our parents' generation, that that's when TV became big, was, like, Jaws or Bloody Mary. Um, our generation and people younger than us get their monsters from the internet. And that's just how it is, right? So Slender Man was, like, the first big thing of, like, an internet monster, um, Slenderman appears in places that we are told not to go, places that are creepy to us just by like their dark nature, like abandoned buildings, forests, like deep forests. It reminds me of like the suicide forest, mm-hmm. kind of. In Japan. Yep. That's in Japan, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like creepy playgrounds with rickety steel jungle gyms, that type of thing is where Slenderman is supposed to lurk. 
Um, he's like a suburban ghost or entity, and he's become the object of controversy due to the attack in Wisconsin that we dived into last week. Um, and it was obviously a horrible star story, and it shows just how little we understand about the psychology of a generation that was weaned into learning and being dependent on the internet and how images can morph from fiction to fact in the course of really like a half a decade. Because it wasn't that long of a time period between kind of being, like for me and Brie, we learned to adapt to the internet. It wasn't something that we grew up with. And then we kind of adapted to it. Mm -hmm. So within the span of like our generation adapting to it, to a generation being raised on it was not a very long span of time. The first so, time like, this... that I ever went on the internet, I was in fifth grade. I remember in the LMC, we were able to go mm -hmm. to the computer lab. And the very first website that they let us go to was the White House website. And that's White. Do you remember going to whitehouse.com and it was a porn site? No. What? Oh my god, that was a huge thing back in on Alaska, Wisconsin. Um, we they would tell us to go to the White House the White House website and it's like whitehouse.gov. But we would go to whitehouse.com mm -hmm. and that was a porn site and that got taken down real quick. But that was like no one ever thought about that. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it wasn't <laughs> I don't know, was, the internet was new. Are you pulling it up? I did. It literally just comes up with Trump and Biden. Whitehouse.com. It does now? Who will win the presidency? It used to be a porn site. <laughs> well. um, but yeah, like the span of like a very short time, it went from people being like slowly introduced to the internet to people solely learning most stuff on the internet, which is insane. Yep. But it was very quick. Um, so Slender Man is a fictional entity created on the Something Awful online forums. That's what the forums are called, is Something Awful for a 2009 Photoshop Paranormal Image Contest. The Slenderman folklore was later expanded by a number of people who created fan fiction or fanfic um, and additional artistic depictions of the entity. I don't really know what to call Slenderman because he's not a real thing. A lot of sites call him just like an entity mm -hmm. or a humanoid. A humanoid creature, yeah, with tentacles. Yeah. <clears throat> so what is Slenderman? Fucking creepy, first off. Mm-hmm. Second, he is a fictional supernatural entity that originated as a creepypasta internet meme. He was like a first meme, which is so weird to think about. But I had, I literally found myself Googling what a meme is. <laughs> and like, I'm not even going to give you the pleasure of looking it up because it's so like not descriptive. Anything can be a meme. But um, a creepypasta is just a creepy internet fake story, is what a creepypasta is, for those that don't know. So he was the first, like, fake internet creepy story, um, internet meme created by something awful forum user Eric Knudsen, also known as, quote, Victor Surge, um, in 2009 for a Photoshop paranormal image contest. Um, Slenderman is depicted as a thin, unnaturally tall, humanoid-type creature with a featureless face and head wearing a black suit. So he has nothing on his face. It's just like a white egg mm -hmm. is what I equate it to. His face just looks like a fucking egg. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't have hair. Like an egg. Yep, no hair, nothing. Just bald. It kind of like oddly reminds me of Men in Black lore. Of yeah. Like... like Men in Black meets Voldemort. Yeah. 
I could see that. If Men in Black had like a Voldemort I face, could see only that. like no eyes, because Voldemort doesn't have that nose. I mean, you know what I mean? Just like the egg shape. Yeah. Yeah. So for the contest, Serge submitted two black and white images of groups of children. And in those images, he added a tall, thin, ghostly, human-like figure wearing a black suit. And like Nicole said to me, like this honestly sounds like Men in Black. And although previously, previous entries had consisted solely of just pictures, Serge supplemented his submissions with snippets of text, supposedly from witnesses, describing the abductions of groups of children and giving the characters the name Slenderman. So one of the quotes under the first photo or the quote under the first photograph read, uh, quote, we didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them, but it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. And at the bottom of that said 1983 to photographer unknown presumed dead. The quote under the second photograph read one of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished for what is referred to as, quote, the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. The fire at the library occurred one week later, actual photograph confiscated as evidence. 1986 photographer Mary Thomas missing since June 13, 1986. So I don't know if he just, like, made up these citations on these pictures. I mean, probably. Or what? Like, it sounds like it is because this whole thing is supposed to be, like, a made-up photography thing, right? So he said um, under the first quote, uh, we didn't want to go, we didn't want to kill them, but it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified us and comforted us at the same time. Photography un- Photographer unknown. Photographer is presumed dead. I mean, that's quite the imagination for him to just, like, make that up. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's what this is supposed to be. It's all made up, right? I often wonder, like, when I'm watching, like, horror movies and stuff like that, I'm like, who who thinks of these things? You know? Like, who, what kind of a mind does this come from? Well, so, <clears throat> this is going to sound really weird and make me sound crazy, but I get it. I get it completely. I often have, like, very crazy, weird, scary dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, for someone that is a writer or a visual artist, like, I, I totally write about it. And, like... Yeah. You know, it's like Stephen King, right? Yes. And, like, yep. one of my favorite quotes from him um, was actually in a... I think it's, like, the late night interview or something with him. And he's talking... And the question was, where do you get these characters from? So do, you, do you have nightmares? And he said, no. I give other people nightmares. And, like, as creepy as that is, I get it. I get it. As someone that is creative but doesn't want to hold on to that. Yeah. 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 Like, I I have really awful thoughts. I have really awful thoughts that... Because I have anxiety, right? So I have really awful thoughts of, like, oh, my God, what if this were to happen to me? How would I prepare for it? How would I prevent it? What would I do if this were to happen? And sometimes they're very fucking dark. They're very scary. And whether they're put in my mind subconsciously of like, I'm, I'm immersed in true crime all the fucking time. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm sure that has a lot to do with it of the weird stuff that I, you know, think of. But I don't know. I think everyone has the ability to think of dark stuff. But whether they want to reach that far into their mind or not is a whole different ballgame. Or whether they mm-hmm. like really have the imagination to reach that far into their mind. You know? Right. I think anxiety makes you think 
really, really far into what horrible things can happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so back to Surge, um, since his entries were so well thought out and had the beginnings of a story along with them, they naturally took on a life of their own and people just kind of ran with it. Um, posters on the forum expanded upon the character, adding their own visual or textual contributions or just straight up like stories like fan fiction. And Surge said that he was inspired to create Slenderman mainly by Zach Parsons, That Insidious Beast, Stephen King's The Mist, reports of Shadow People, Mothman, and The Mad Gasser of Mattoon, along with The Tall Man from 1976 film Phantasm, um, also H.P. Lovecraft, and video games like Silent Hill and Resident Evil. Fun fact, as I was researching this... No fucking joke. I randomly started watching Supernatural just like on a whim. I was like, I should start because like it ended. As I was researching this, I saw what episode I just like randomly picked. It was season nine and it was their episode of The Tall Man, which is their take on Slender Man. Mm. As I was researching this, I was like, how? How did that happen? How did I randomly pick that? And this is what's happening. But yeah. Weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. Good episode though. Um, so Serge's whole goal for this whole thing was to formulate something whose motivations can barely be comprehended and can cause unease and terror in a general population. So he didn't pinpoint just one fear. He like took the fear of the unknown, but people being taken or abducted or killed or stalked, which is a huge fucking wide range of fears for a lot of people and put it all into one entity and i feel like this entity is it's familiar because it's man it's humanoid it's in a tux it looks semi-familiar but there's something off about it and that it's tall and skinny Mm -hmm. and like creepy very very clever uh so slender man is different than a lot of urban legends because we can trace back the origin of Slenderman to an exact time, which was the posting of Surge Story um, entry for the photo contest. And he's known as really the first popular internet spawned monster, um, Slenderman is. And there were some creepypastas that were popular, but nothing really grasped the creepypasta community and went beyond that community, quite like Slenderman did. Um, the influence that he has on his followers, like for lack of a better term, I don't know what to call someone who's interested in Slenderman besides a follower, is also something that we haven't really experienced before, like as as like a population. Basically, he appears, and when he appears, all hell breaks loose. Slenderman doesn't do the killings or cause the issues. He convinces his followers to do the deeds for him, um, which reminds me of um, Charles Manson, where he didn't actually kill anyone. Yes. Yeah. That's that was like my thought. Yes, this is like it's like that. Um mm-hmm. so he so he like incites it. Yes, he convinces people. But Charles Manson was a human a real human and Slenderman is not. Um and yeah, he convinces his followers to do the deeds for him basically. And the people who are influenced by the stories and the lore are children and teens who are like engulfed in the mystery and sheer amount of just like mythology based around this modern day boogeyman. And it again just shows how powerful someone's imagination can actually be. Like it's scary how powerful mm-hmm your mind can be. Yeah. It's fucking creepy. Um, and depending on the interpretation being read about Slenderman, he can cause a variety of symptoms to the person he is affecting, such as memory loss, insomnia, 
paranoia, distortions of the mind, and apparently teleportation. Instances of teleportation. Like you wake up somewhere and you're like, how did I get here? Instances, yeah, of teleportation, I guess. And in terms of his, like, character as a person, not like like his moral character, I guess. He's often seen as a dark guardian angel who is sent to rescue children from their abusive families or from bullies. So what were you going to say, Brie? Um, well, as you're reading all this, I'm thinking that basically it seems as though it was written for someone exactly like Morgan Geyser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll get into it. Like yeah. how you're saying like, um, like the bullying thing. Mm-hmm. And also um, how the symptoms that he can, you know, make you be paranoid or make you whatever. Like, if she read that, maybe she thought that her schizophrenic symptoms were because Slenderman was near her, protecting mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Like, she just gets totally engulfed in her imagination. That imagination becomes real. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he was sent to rescue children from their abusive families or from bullies. Um, in other interpretations, he's seen as a vicious killer who feeds on young children. The people who write about Slenderman do so as if he is like a real tangible being, like actually going around doing these awful things, which only adds to the mystique because it's not written as if it's fake. It's written as if like... Like a news report. Yes, like a news report, yes. Or someone who truly believes in Bigfoot is writing that they saw a Bigfoot and mm-hmm. that all this stuff is happening. And right. like, Bigfoot, Bigfoot is, is far, yes, Bigfoot is like far more plausible than Slenderman. <laughs> but like, that's what I'm saying is like people write as if they're seeing like an extinct animal out in the wild or something and it's like happening. And it's no, this was made up by some guy who was inspired by all these classic horror writers. In their stories, people even write about their encounters and sightings as though, like, they're seeing their long-lost cousin at the grocery store, like, oh, yeah, that's Slenderman. And it's, like, but obviously darker, but it's, like, they've read about it so often, then they finally see him. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Um, so when it comes to the psychology of who believes in Slenderman, I think it's fairly kind of easy to, no pun intended, but pun intended, take a stab at it. <laughs> Cringy. Cringy, I know. Okay. (laughs) The believers are young, impressionable, and vulnerable middle school age children, more than likely, who have alone time on their phones or their tablets or laptops. No parental supervision on these devices or very, very lax parental supervision. And that could be for a number of reasons, whether they have a single parent who just is doing their best but can't be there to monitor every single thing or parents who just don't monitor anything or parents who are over monitoring them and they go on like a friend's device there's so many different scenarios that could happen but they also seem to lack a general understanding of what is and isn't real in life and they believe that the apparent quote evidence of stories and videos of Slenderman is 100% completely undeniable And to quote an Ohio State University article on the psychology of Slenderman. Yeah, someone actually wrote a full article on the psychology of Slenderman and who it affects and why. He said, quote, children are impressionable, especially those who are lonely or suffer from a broken family or bullying. And that goes hand in hand with those who suffer from mental illness. Oftentimes, children in these situations feel ostracized or as if they are outsiders from their communities. 
in these circumstances, a powerful image, whether he is seen as insidious or dangerous, can be comforting. A sense of belonging is not to be underestimated. In this way, Slenderman can seem very real to a child. Which is totally your story, Brady. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. It is. It's a sense of belonging. Even if that sense of belonging is to, like, a dark community that does harm, it's still a sense of belonging. Yeah, definitely. You know? We live in a time when the youngest generations are being thrown into a world that is more stressful and more unpredictable than literally any time before it. And there's study after study showing that from millennials on down to younger people, children and young adults are the most stressed, depressed, and anxious people in the world. And a lot of this has to do with the ability to bully without showing your face, having parents who may or may not be home when it's most needed, having caretakers who themselves do not handle their stresses and project their anxiety and anger on these children. I'm going to go off for a hot sec here. So this is why like some form of therapy is so damn important for every single human being. It's like basic self-care, just like showering and brushing your mm -hmm. teeth. And there's a stigma that therapy or mental self-care is for those who are broken or going through major trauma right now or who are being made to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. And even that is, like, seen as an elitist thing. We're all a little fucked up. It's 20, like, it's 20 fucking, it was 2020, it's 2021 20, now. But it's, like, it's okay to admit, and I also want to say that, like, if you can't go to therapy, there are definitely options for you, because there are times when people can't afford it, and there are self-care books, audiobooks, podcasts, and there are resources available for you for free that can make a dramatic change. And reading these stories of Slenderman and kids who are very impressionable on it, I think of how easily it would have been for me to get sucked into a story like Slenderman when I was in middle school looking for a way to fit in and be accepted. I agree with that. Like, that's where it hit home. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I had to go on this therapy tangent for a hot sec <clears throat> because it's real. Like, it's very real. And, like, nowadays it's more acceptable to be in therapy and... It's, it's self-care and it is seen as an elitist thing, but there are free options for you to at least have mental upkeep and self-care if you can't afford therapy. Because let's be real, it's fucking expensive and sometimes your insurance doesn't cover it. But the younger generations are the most stressed and anxious generations and this just feeds into right. it. And mm -hmm. it's fucking scary. I mean, it's hard to be a human. It doesn't come with it's an really instruction book. You know, like you're not you're not going to know how to deal with everything in your life. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. I also wanted to add that there's some really great, like, like therapists and um, psychi psychologists on YouTube mm -hmm. that yep. have very specific, um, you know, like there's this one called the crappy childhood fairy and she is such a nice lady mm. and she, I would, I would recommend her videos. She's, I mean, she's got some good ones in there so yeah it's just it's important after you watch them you feel like you just got done with a, a session with your therapist so mm, i might have to look into that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but like it's just important the girls that we talked about last week they obviously have something going on and starting therapy young and taking care of your kids and taking care of the younger generations who are going to be leading us in the future it's fucking important I think nowadays we're kind of understanding how important that is, but 
like the imagination is a crazy thing and online bullying is so harmful and it's so easy especially now that school is all online with covid Mm -hmm. like it's so fucking easy and i don't know i know this got off on a tangent of like kind of serious but i feel like it's really necessary to mention because when it comes down to it the belief of slenderman has to do with impressionable children who have stuff going on at home and and that stuff can be talked through right and unchecked mental illness and unchecked like parental supervision problems it could possibly be prevented i know that resources are sometimes hard to come by but it could possibly be eased or prevented well it definitely could have because like we said it last week i mean they found that message in anisa's i ipad about delete all these things about our plans Mm -hmm. and and in anisa's uh text messages her goodbye message like if her mom had you know what i mean if she had found that maybe maybe it could have been prevented right it's just really scary it's scary to think about the power that kids have in their hands and they don't their frontal lobe isn't developed they don't know what they're doing they can't think straight they can't we think that like kids are smarter than we think but they're also like not able to make rational decisions sometimes they're not able to think things through You know what I mean? And just, like, to expect a child to behave like an adult is an unrealistic expectation of the situations that they're thrown in, especially nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's very easy for adults to, like, disregard the idea of Slenderman as a silly childhood story. But to those who are vulnerable, it can be extremely, very, very, like, tangible and very real. And kids are impressionable. And the internet is a very powerful tool. And it offers a sense of belonging for those who need it. And within that feeling of fitting in and the community of people joining together to talk about stories like Slenderman, patterns of groupthink develop. And for those who are vulnerable, it can be nearly impossible to break the effect of the feeling of community and a communal thought once it's developed because you get involved, like engulfed in the togetherness like a cult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like escaping a cult. When you said that, I was thinking of like those like pro-anorexia groups where they like mm-hmm. encourage each other to be very unhealthy and in- they encourage yeah. their illness and everything like that. Yeah, it's just very scary mm-hmm. and it can group think can be either positive or negative and in this case it's very negative and it can like obviously lead to death. The internet offers obviously we all know an escape from reality and it can be again positive or negative, but Slenderman is a profound example of when that escape comes to life. And the children who believed and believe in the story are, like, devoted followers. And it's like a religion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they live and die by it. Mm-hmm. Um, they believe it with every fiber of their being. And to pass it off or see it as silly, especially if you are a parent passing this belief off, that can have very negative consequences on the child. Because you're passing off their belief as something negative. It's like you believing that it's raining out, the child saying, no, it's not. And you getting pissed off because you obviously see it's fucking raining out. That's like the child believing in Slenderman and you're passing it off. You're invalidating them. Like imagine, yes, you're invalidating it. Can you imagine being a child like, this is real. And the parent's like, no, it's not. It's like, no, take a moment to talk to your kid. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Overall, Slenderman as a whole is not real. However, the stories and fandom is very intense and very real. His story has been exploited, as we've seen, for monetary gain in recent years, as multiple incidences of various crimes have been linked to Slenderman. Along with a Wisconsin crime we talked about, a man accused of killing two cops and a civilian before committing suicide, 
with his wife in Las Vegas is believed to often have dressed up as and believed in Slenderman. Um, it's also why I believe believed that his act was done because of Slenderman or done for Slenderman. A Cincinnati mom also told reporters that she thinks her daughter may have been inspired by Slenderman when she attacked her with a knife in the kitchen wearing a hood and a white mask, basically dressed like Slenderman. So the Wisconsin one is just, it's not, it's definitely not the only example. It just caught a lot of attention because of the, how young the kids were, um, in like the elaborate plot mm -hmm. of it. So like, just because you don't necessarily believe in something doesn't mean it's not very, very real to someone else is basically the lesson of the story. And just like, be gentle with people, like be understanding, be gentle, you know, you don't fucking know what someone's going through or what they're believing or what their mental health may be at certain point right if you're going through some shit don't be ashamed to get health and talk about it because like i don't know i go to therapy and it's like necessary i do too yeah I, we all three go to therapy yeah. like it's a normal fucking thing it makes me feel to to a lot better and you know what i would challenge you if you think you sh actually you know what most a lot of people who want to resist therapy are like nah i don't need therapy i would challenge you go to one session and see how you feel because mm -hmm. it's probably like you're probably building it up to something that it isn't i find that the people in my life who cause me the most stress are those who don't go to therapy and put project their insecurities or their issues or their passive aggressiveness onto me because mm -hmm. they don't know how to unpack what they've gone through or their childhood trauma or anything like right. that. Those are the people that cause me stress in my life is the people who don't go to therapy. And they're very open about not going to therapy because they think it's an elitist thing. Mm -hmm. So that's the lore and psychology behind Slenderman. Um, let us know, guys, what you think of these shorter episodes moving forward. If you want to hear more of the lore behind some of these creepy things, if you are into listening to like the psychology behind what makes us believe in stuff like this because that's something i'm definitely interested in is like just kind of knowing why we believe something and what makes our minds tick because that when it comes down to it like we're all interested in serial killers right because we want to know why they do what they do so let us know let us know what you think don't forget to like rate and subscribe to our podcast on uh spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts or wherever you prefer to listen it helps us out a ton when you do that on your um, podcast streaming platform if you have any type of spooky stories or recommendations or anything you want to tell us we don't care what story it is it doesn't have to be true crime it doesn't have to be paranormal it can just be weird go ahead and shoot us an email um, perfectstranglerspodcast at gmail.com or go to our website perfectstranglers.com and there's a link that you can go ahead and submit your stories there also follow us on the social means facebook instagram and twitter perfect stranglers and uh we will see you next week yes we sure will. We'll talk with you then. Bye.